and welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, someone who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast is for talking about everything under the sun with my friends, relationships, eating, working out, and really anything else you can think of. Please come along for the adventure that will probably make you laugh and cringe the entire time. Hello everyone, welcome back for another week of Put a Cork in It, continuing the family pattern that we started last week with my mom and today we are here with none other than Ron Toby aka my dad I would say that's your greatest title um so you guys know that normally I introduce the person that I'm talking to on the podcast but similar to last week I don't think there's really a explanation that needs to be done of how I know my dad but I thought that we should maybe stir the pot a bit and bring up the fact from last time of what I kind of had a conversation with mom about how you weren't really thrilled about the idea of me being a part of the family. Would you like to maybe explain that a bit? Yes. I need to defend myself (laughs) because not having you wasn't really the case because you weren't you. We didn't know. That's true. You didn't know how amazing I was going to be. So it was the issue of whether or not we wanted to have another life form such as you enter into our family sounds like an alien (laughs) well i was hoping that you would take it that way because you are somewhat of an alien (laughs) yeah no it was just uh trying to make sure we were in tune with god's plan for our family in terms of timing and size and i wasn't against it i was just probably content with where we're we were at predominantly yeah and needed to be nudged off of uh that to a contentment that I think can include one more and I am forever grateful that I was nudged off how kind by your mom and God so were you and mom did you and mom have the conversation of we only want to have this many kids like did you ever have that conversation we didn't no we took it as we were going okay so that's why there was probably a little bit of hesitation ish yeah yeah I yep. feel like that's very you and mom not to pick a finite number, but just yeah. to. And part of it, we we forgot how that you actually do make babies. So that was part Dad. of our predicament, too. Oh, my God. How's that for including it into the podcast? Well, I don't edit anything, <laughs> so it's in there to stay. <laughs> um, and mom said that that's kind of why there's a bigger gap is because you guys, like age gap between Meredith and I, because that you took more time to decide yes where mom was thinking it would more be two and a half years in between all of us or something yeah yeah dad i'm more of the planner organizer between the two of us but in this regard mom is more that because of this sequence and proper spacing and the other part of that is naming too so the quick story on naming since you have sisters named meredith and mackenzie when we had our second child, Meredith, I didn't realize that there was this universal rule, at least universal <laughs> to, to your mom. mom, that when we put out names as possibilities just in conversation for baby number two, um, and the girls' names, I had a variety, and they all started with different letters. I was not restricted, but mom quickly shot me down <laughs> and said, what's the matter with you? We can't use that name. And I was like, well why you don't like it no 
it's a fine name, but it doesn't start with M. <laughs> so I came to realize there's this universal rule that is once yeah. you name a child, you must name the rest of your children starting she with probably, that same letter. She probably knew that right after naming Mackenzie. She probably knew, okay, the rest of the girls will be M's, and you had no idea. I had no idea. It's that unspoken communication that sometimes has to be worked out in the, the marital mm, union. Yeah. Now, she, to her credit, she did say that if any of you would have been male, that a new letter could have been started. And didn't you get to pick it? Oh, I don't think I got 100% rights. I but got, maybe a little bit more I than I got more you recommending normally. power, yes. Yeah, and you, you thought Meredith was a boy for a second. Uh, I don't Some, recall the doctor that story. did or something. <laughs> I don't know that story. Oh. Oh. Well, I like to hold that over okay. Meredith's head sometimes. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, to let you guys in, there is some controversy, controversy on the last podcast after we always have a family Zoom call on Saturday mornings at 930. If you would like to be invited, let me know. But... um. <laughs> During this Zoom call, a lot of people had a lot of qualms to share about the last podcast with my mom. They felt they were unfairly talked about, couldn't defend themselves. So this time around, we will be a little bit more cautious. But to bring up what was said about you, Dad, we said that you didn't really have a... You you just don't have a very sensitive gauge of awkwardness, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think for me, as someone who has maybe an oversensitive gauge to awkwardness, sometimes I watch you or see you say something and I'm like, Dad, you know, you got to read the room. But you never do it in malice and it's always fine because people clearly see that you are just you and that's fine. But do you feel that way, that you're just very much not thrown off by much? Uh, I would say people have typically said because I have more of a steady kind of personality yeah. yeah that I'm not necessarily thrown off by that much but as far as that in particular I think it's a combination of in true humility yeah my self-awareness is probably not all there at all times as well as it could be the other side of it is I like the uh <laughs> awkwardness by intention at times you do. So it's <laughs> you chosen do. it's not unaware it's kind of fun to yeah put us on edge that's very true. Yes. So it's a little bit of a both. Yes. End. Okay, yes. so we can mark that as correct. And then the other thing we talked about was ranking the drivers in the family. And we didn't actually go down and... I'm clearly number one. Well, it depends on what Which... type of scale, <laughs> what type of end that is. But we we decided that you might be the one to look out for mm. in, a, in a cautious way. Mm-hmm. Not because you're not cautious... I don't know. You just, I, you know how mom, you said mom had this unspoken, every name was going to be an M name. Yes. You have this unspoken rules of driving that you think is true. That it just isn't like some things you do. I think you think is totally fine. Totally right. Even. Mm. But when I'm in the car with you, I'm like, dad, I don't know where that came from. Mm. Do you have an example? Oh, this is the worst one that you do. Oh, so when you're going to let someone go before you, yes, whether that's, I don't know where you're at, turning out of a neighborhood, whatever, you creep. creep. You don't stop. Yes. And when people do that to me on the roads, I honk my horn because I yeah. think they're going to go. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's just an example. 
been attested by more than just you, so I have to receive that as a Right, realism. but as a... How old are you, 54? I'm 25? 27. Okay, as a 27-year-old, because that makes sense. <laughs> you probably aren't going to change your ways at this point. Ooh, ooh, I don't know about that. See, that's well, a bigger subject. Be... Can, a, can a 55-year-old change no longer? That would be troublesome to the very <laughs> no. thing that we believe about our god and faith and transformation so yeah i'm not gonna say yes to that so i better be able to change it would be how about this it would be more difficult right no it's fair that's that's true um in fact just yesterday i was driving somewhere and somebody um was creeping into my path (laughs) and i beeped my horn and i thought i actually had this reflection oh i'm told that's what i often do huh and I wasn't anger or oh, yeah. looking hard at them, but I was having a reflective moment of, huh, you're you're beeping at yourself in a certain sense because you do the same thing. That was like looking in a mirror. Yes, yes, it was. Were they driving a little blue vehicle? <laughs> they were not. I can't remember what the, it's, that's, uh, a truck, I think is what it was. Oh, so that's more intimidating. Yeah. yeah. You're lucky your car is not this big honking large car i think that would make it worse yeah I'm, people, I'm gonna get a max wheel truck at no, some not. point yeah. if people are curious he drives a toyota avalon correct thank you old man's car i never thought that but now that i see people who drive them on the roads it is typically older people smooth comfortable ride it is yeah one time meredith and i drove it to get ice cream and mom failed to give us the keys and it's push start so we drove all the way to downtown Mason, and all of a sudden things started blinking at me. And I was like, Meredith, where are the keys? She said, I don't have them. So we freaked out thinking the car was just going to stop <laughs> at some point. So we drove back. But someone told me it just doesn't turn off. Like, you just can't turn it off. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I've not explored that Yeah, well, I would have recommended it. It's a very stressful yeah. experience. You said it's push start, so I had in my mind push start means like fred flintstone mobile that you actually get your legs oh, moving really fast and so push button start might be the more accurate i think phrase. it's called a push start really oh okay maybe it's not well i'm old maybe that's just touch. what the kids say yeah so back to the um the daughter situation so after you had me that was pretty much done deal for having children so this is when you had to accept the reality that you were just going to have three girls. There was going to be no other male specimen in the home. Mm. Unless an outstanding circumstance happened and we got a male dog, which we all know that wasn't going to happen either. Not very likely. So, and you can be honest. The chairs you... in our house are male, though, so they do provide <laughs> companionship. Oh, my gosh. So, were you a little bit sad? Uh, as I recall, no, 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 I mean, having a combination of girls and boys, I guess, is always somewhat of a leaning for people, but no, I have felt like I've always been content knowing that your mom and I received the gifts that we received and they were purposeful and we get the privilege of trying to love on you and point you the direction of your design yeah i also think that you have a temperament that is very well for 
girls. Not that you wouldn't have one that's good for boys, but I do think that, and when I look at the bigger picture, I think it makes sense that you are a girl dad, just in the way that you are, um, like, emotionally, you're very, like, open to your emotions, you're very aware of them, um, I wouldn't say that you're the typical, like, macho, like, you know, very masculine all the time, you know, you're willing to, like, dive into your emotions and connect with us in that way, which I think is very helpful. Did you just call me a more feminine man? I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, how would that be? I, I think there's two sides of that. One side, I think that is true, that I don't oscillate big ways emotionally. Um, the steadiness of temperament and the perspective yeah. type of orientation that is my personality allows there to be a cruising along whatever the circumstance and emotion or drama. Yeah. The other side, though, is not as good, which I think you guys all know, too. I, I'm not as good at empathy validating the feelings of the person in Mm -hmm. the moment i tend to too quickly run to perspective and individual responsibility yeah so that can be to my detriment so i think i'll for a lifetime be working on that because empathy is good and valid but i'm not very natural at it yeah i do something that you guys should know about dad is that he always asks us probably like every year maybe you always ask us how you can be working on something mm-hmm. or kind of, we kind of give him a review like a boss like his employees giving him a review he asks us to tell him if he could work on anything and usually we don't really say anything but I think that in the recent years I don't remember the last time you asked us that but that has been my thing of you of when I'm sharing a story with you or telling you something be more of an active listener or say something that makes me feel like you did hear what I said or whatever Mm -hmm. kind of more like a reactionary but because you are like you said steady you're very much like oh yeah cool and you mean it and you do want to hear what I'm saying but you just you don't feel the need to have this you know big reaction or whatever Mm -hmm. so that's been good for me to learn too that just because someone doesn't react in the way that I think they should for how exciting a story is or whatever doesn't mean they aren't excited for me and whatnot Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully some of that comes out of a sincere desire to want to grow and learn and mature so getting feedback is very helpful and to receive it not from a defensive posture of trying to defend myself for why that person what they're saying is not totally right or how they need to see it from a different angle but to embrace it mm-hmm. and try to learn the one thing I do remember on one occasion of doing that the input you gave me which I've been able to share with others when I'm doing coaching or asking them to invite 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 uh, feedback into their life right as I've said that I did this once with my youngest daughter and my youngest daughter's input was dad one piece of advice I would give you is that you could be a bit better at defending mom from us even me and you were referring to your sisters and yourself yeah which I thought was uh, very insightful and authentic by you and a little bit more on that was just that you were saying that 
in all honesty, you guys know how to at times get at mom yeah. emotionally and even manipulate her and um and that you thought that I saw and knew that too and that you advised me to call it out more right. appropriately in the moment so that uh mom didn't have to feel the weight of that and you guys got properly pushed back from it yeah and had to take a different path and I thought that was really good input yeah, I I remember saying that, but I don't remember thinking it was that significant, which is it's funny. Yeah. I feel like I just added it in because I probably had been feeling a little bit mm. that I hadn't been treating mom with yeah. the most respect. Yeah, I, I would say it is significant in the sense of, uh, one, hopefully we've created a family culture where those kind of things can be said right. plainly in love. And then in contrast to what I've sensed from other people who hear my story and then react to it, their their mouth kind of falls open. It's like, wow, I, we don't, I don't know that we could have those type of conversations in mm. my family. Or I don't know if I could ask my kids for feedback yeah. like that. Or I don't know if my kids would have the um, confidence to just state it as it is like that. So that's why I guess it is, it feels a little Yeah, unique. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the dynamics in the home are, we're all very different, which makes it very fun. Mm. I think everyone brings a different something to the family. And now having two son in laws, brother in laws in the family, it just makes it more fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he did eventually get boys, everyone. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> it did eventually happen, which yeah. has been, I think that's been really fun for you. Oh, yeah. I think you've loved that. I do. Yeah. Kind of like new friends almost. Friends is a good word. Yeah. They are given that label of son-in-law, but tried to turn that quickly into friendships as a philosophy is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And because you said you were going to ask some questions on this vein of being the dad in the midst of a female wife and three female daughters... Um, I pulled something off my wall, so I thought I'd read it. In the office. Yeah, it's in my office. Do you want to give the listeners some context? I do. The context is this was a birthday or Christmas gift. I can't remember which from my daughter's or my oldest daughter. I don't remember whether it was a combo or just from her. But, yeah, her observation was to try to encourage me with recognition of the role Mm. I play as a man amongst women and so here's what it says it's a quote from louisa may alcott it says to outsiders the five energetic women seem to rule the house and so they did in many things but the quiet scholar sitting among his books was still the head of the family the household conscience anchor and comforter for to him the busy anxious women always turned in troublous times finding him in the truest sense of those sacred words, husband and father. That's well said, and it's very encouraging. It's mm-hmm. overstated, of course, uh, to call me a um, <laughs> scholar, <laughs> anchor, comforter. Um, we don't want to go too far in that because those could be ego-producing and they wouldn't be fully accurate. But I think that really that's from um, Little Women as well. Yeah. I do think it's very it very well connects to you. 
because you are not someone who needs to shove your opinion in there. Not to say you are quiet. I would not give you that. But mm. I do think that you are very much... I think you're very good at mastering the... I, lo- I would love to share, but I don't share unless I feel like I need to. Or it would encourage a conversation or it would help. Which is something I need to grow in. Is If there's quiet space, I'm filling it with something. Ah, with a podcast. With a podcast. Mm. You know me, though. I'm just a chatterbox. So... <laughs> um. Okay, this was another thing brought up in the other podcast with mom, which I think it's fun to do it with you guys separately. Mm-hmm. I think that mom kind of came out of her shell a little bit. Okay. I think. Not you, that you keep her in her shell, but I feel like she got a little Are spunky. you trying to bring tension into your no, parents' marriage? No, 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 no. This is, this is just a curious question. So I asked mom, who do you think is the most intimidating person when the sisters and I have brought in past boyfriends and... Ah. Or, like, you know, potential significant others and those things. And mom was very quick to say you, which I laughed at because I said, absolutely not. It's for sure you. And then on the family Zoom, the girls and Garrett and Jaden, my brother-in-laws, all said it was mom. So this is, I'll tell you why. I think that when I've ever brought a boy over, you have just been very much like, hey, man, how's it going? you know very nice and not the intimidating like what are your intentions with my daughter type not that that's not how you felt but you just were very you know cool calm collected don't want to be intimidating want to how you are with all of us want to be someone that you're comfortable around can share things with etc whereas you can tell mom is like secretly analyzing the whole situation like her protectiveness comes out more than yours Mm -hmm. not to say that you don't have it Mm -hmm. but she just wears her emotions out there way more than you do Mm -hmm. um would you say that that's accurate Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's accurate a couple other pieces that are probably going on is that mom can tend to get out ahead of things yeah more than I would and sometimes that's good sometimes it's not because it produces anxiety and worry right and so that would be her tendency she starts formulating um, the things that are out in the future as possibilities and makes them a little bit real to her experience which makes her fire off I I tend to be a little bit more of a stay in the moment type of guy yeah and the other thing to her credit though is she's more intuitive than I so sometimes she can yeah that's true have a sense on something that uh, I really wouldn't be clued into that maybe is causing her to begin to piece things together yeah. and question. Yeah, it's very true. But it was good that mom got the feedback from the rest of the family that she's much more intimidating than me to male species yeah. coming into our home. She quickly said you. Like, it was not <laughs> even a second of thinking, so that was very funny. But, yeah. I I think it's good to have one parent that is that. I don't think that's bad. Mm. But I do think it's it's unique that it's mom instead of you, which is probably a little bit stereotypical. But yeah. I'll keep working on my biceps, though, so I can have an yeah. intimidating presence. Throw, throw a punch if you yeah. need to. Yeah. Well, and that's funny to say that even because in growing up, I probably recall my dad yelling, raising his voice in a significant way, probably like five times that I can actually remember. So you knew it was bad. So when Meredith and I would be fighting upstairs or whatnot, or mom and I fighting upstairs, 
You knew it was bad when Dad got up from his office and got to the bottom of the stairs and yelled, do I need to come up there? <laughs> and your very, like, scary voice that you never use. And immediately Marathon would be like, ah, like, do a fake hug and be like, love you. <laughs> and then just pretend like we were getting along because we didn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a parenting tip of don't overuse your serious voice because that way when it is used it's a very effective tool to be like okay not messing around we need to get it together Mm -hmm. because i just remember we marith and i could go from fighting like cats and dogs to allies immediately when neither of us wanted to get in trouble yeah so it made us bond even a bit yeah well (laughs) yeah well i don't know some of that's temperament some of that's intentional i guess there's the Bible verse from the book of James that says to be uh, slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. Right. And so there's some application of that in my heart and yeah. intent. That's effective, whether you meant it to be or not. Mm. Um, okay, so also something I talked about with mom, if we're doing a his and hers podcasting here, is we talked to mom about dating and how... Dating nowadays, if you didn't know, you haven't done it in a while. <laughs> I'm not self-aware. <laughs> um, is more, you ask someone on a date, typically the girl really overthinks being asked out on a date, kind of starts planning the whole future, you know, this is very serious, can't really see it as, oh, this guy just wants to get to know me, don't need to overthink it, just go and have fun type deal. Whereas mom said when you guys were dating... In high school and whatnot, it was more of, oh, you know, more easy breezy. Ask you on a date, you go. It's not really a big committal thing. If you went with someone else on a date the next weekend, it wouldn't be drama because that was just how it was. You could date people um, pretty, you know, freely. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, if you dated one person one weekend and then you went on a date next weekend, it would be very frowned upon you know what how could you do that Mm -hmm. whatever so maybe share a little bit of your experience in you know how you wanted to date mom or how you viewed dating in general in college Mm -hmm. yeah maybe mom and I are a little different on that too because my high school dating experience would have been one a little bit more like what you described it wasn't a free-flowing date somebody one weekend okay to date somebody the next i think there was a little bit more emotion and scrutiny in Mm. the system okay at least in the environment i was mom and i were in the same environment she was in the country same generation but not same locale and cultures maybe so um yeah i think both the guy and the gal put more weight into what was happening and would try to figure out why such a quick change would happen if you went and dated somebody else so yeah, as far as personal dating experience, I mean, for me, it's kind of a, a night and day in many ways, because when I originally dating, I, I didn't have a connection, relationship with God in any way, and so there weren't really uh, guidance yeah. and standards in my mind and heart for the best way to do that, right. the honorable way to do that, and so when I dated mom, I actually had a relationship with God and was trying to follow um, his guidance for doing it well. So that changed the game 
for me. Um, doesn't change everything, um, but it did change the game in terms of the pace by which you're trying to go to build depth right. and connection um, and the sincerity of that. So, yeah. yeah, and trusting him for some of the guidelines in terms of what you're looking for for a long-term relationship right. and some of the physical holding off for yeah. the place of marriage versus in the dating relationship. That was a new element for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was talking to mom about this the other day. She said that you were the, obviously we make a lot of references to crew on the podcast, which is a large Christian student organization that's pretty much at every college that isn't already affiliated with a faith component. But anywho, so you guys had that at Bowling Green when you were in college. And mom told me that you were really the cool guy in, in crew, which I know that you won't admit, but mom said that about you. So she said it was kind of cool to be asked out by Ron. Oh, wow. Mm. I didn't know any of that, to be real honest. I've that's never probably, had mom tell me that's that. That's probably why you were. Because mom's weren't... told me I wasn't cool in some ways. So oh, really? She keeps me in balance, yeah. Because huh. she would say that... Uh, I wore the same T-shirt to many of the oh, uh, social events and so she knew how to pick you had. out of a crowd. Well, I guess yeah, she might say that. <laughs> she she would noticing. also say she would wonder what in the world this guy got with his style. He has none. <laughs> um, will you tell the muffin story of how you initially showed interest in mom? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. The mug and muffin. The mug and muffin. I'm not sure. There must have been a muffin in that, too. Uh, yeah, I, we kind of connected through group fun in our little network of friendships. So it wasn't uh, dating at that point. We were getting to know each other in the context of just with various friends, girls and guys mixed. And then I decided, you know, I think I want to take a shot at making a little bit more um, personal with her. And trying to figure out how do I indicate that and see how she'll respond. Guys always have to, at least this guy, uh, you're measuring the risk of rejection. <laughs> I was about right? to say. Yeah. So what was the ratio? Oh, like, I don't did you know think if I had was... a ratio. Yeah, I, I thought I was above the 50% line. You were getting least. some signals. Some signals, I thought. Yeah, because we don't cause... really know this side of things. Yeah. I I forget how much of a risk it is. Yeah. Or how intimidating that can be. Sorry, anyway. No, that's good. So I decided to take the approach of uh, sending a bit of a, I think it was Valentine's Day, message of endearment to her um, that included a stranger showing up to her door, somebody she didn't know, and somebody that I knew would do it, um, <laughs> knock on the door and someone. give a delivery of a uh, kind of a coffee mug that had i don't know maybe a heart or a saying on it and i think maybe a muffin was or that a small stuffed animal stuck someone, in there or that's just what you decided well to do. this is back in the 1980s and so sending something to someone meant you got a person to take it to them you could have mailed it well that would have been um, weird but you couldn't have done an online um setup of delivery because there was no such thing you would have had to call okay, so a shop to do it but i actually bought the material gave okay, it to the so guy okay so this was your unique id idea sorry yeah 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 and just uh 
see what she did with it once it was delivered and presented to her, hoping that I would get a call and say that she appreciated it and yeah. it was nice. And I'm sure there was a note in there, too, of trying to uh, indicate my desires to yeah. move a little more <laughs> independently into a dating relationship separate from just the group interaction. And it worked. It worked, yeah. So did she call you on a landline? Yes, it would have been a landline. There were no such other things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> needless to say, this is a this is a tip to all the males listening, which I'm pretty sure there's not many. Um, that you can use a mug and a muffin to win someone's heart over. That's right. It is interesting, Dad, that you chose to have someone else do that for you. Yeah, that was the risk. I feel like that's not your personality now, at least. I feel like you would want to do that yourself. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but I think that was in the, the stage of uh, if there's rejection to be had, I don't want to face it firsthand. Um, I'd rather it kind of sprinkle through the system of this whole invite and indication process. So, yeah. But let me tell you the things that I hear in that, in this whole mug and muffin situation. I hear... Um, clarity. You obviously made it clear that you wanted to be more than friends with mom. You were assertive in some scale by sending somebody else to go do it. And you were also bold, Mm -hmm. which I was talking with friends the other day of those are three key things I think you need as whoever's making the first move, whether it's a girl or a guy, that those are the things that you need in order for Mm -hmm. someone not to be confused as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you pass the test that I think there is. Good to pass the, the test. The checklist. Nice. Um, now, to end our time together. <laughs> that sounded dramatic. <laughs> to end the podcast. I still want you to be my daughter. <laughs> I, I want to be your say. dad. <laughs> um, what is something that you have been loving lately? Loving lately? Oh, gosh. Um I'm a glass half full type of guy. Uh-huh. Not that I'm against people that uh, see the glass half empty because there's a certain validation to that too in the reality of life. But I tend toward the former. So I, I've got a lot of list of things. But the one that comes to mind is simple. Just uh, this hobby of playing golf in the nice weather of Ohio life. I really enjoy the uh, serenity, the slower pace the being out in nature with friends Mm. for four to five hours yeah and that i can place that in my life with a little bit more of a jurisdiction over my time choices not as many responsibilities with you kids being adults now and that sort of thing so yeah yeah today i get to go play with one of my friends my son-in-law your son-in-law play some golf yeah um I would say something I've been loving lately is I think I've been going on long walks with my friends like once a week. Yeah. And I like it because we get to catch up and exercise because we do walk for a while. So, yeah, that's what I've been loving lately. Mm -hmm. Also, I've got to ask you this, but overall, how would you rank me as a roommate this summer? Your enjoyment (laughs) of having me in the house because mom had some. Mom was a mixed bag, but I just had to get that in real quick before we end. Overall, as a roommate, uh, clarification is needed. You're a housemate, not a roommate. Yes, housemate. We don't sorry. Stay in a confined yeah. room together. Mom, Dad, and I do not share a room. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that would be interesting if we yeah, were forced to do so. Yeah. Uh, great. I love it. You're a good housemate. Interactive. Um, different. So you bring nuances of difference to the normalcy here. And uh, yeah, and I've enjoyed seeing you be a worker, an adult worker who's into her first job, needing to plan yeah. out her schedule and execute her schedule and stay on task. And I've observed you doing that pretty well. So it's been wow. fun as a dad to watch that. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. And sometimes I unload the dishwasher. Sometimes you do. Yeah, you you don't load it correctly as Mom and I do, but we're okay with that. What? Okay, we can talk about that after. Um, <laughs> okay, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the family special. Very fun to be yeah. interviewed by do you think, my precious daughter. Do you think you'll listen to this eventually? Uh, yes. I like listening to it back. Cool, yeah. Okay. Well, we will see you guys next week, and I'm excited to see what comes next. I hope you have an amazing 4th of July weekend. <laughs>